Hey, this is Jeff Turner from the Orlando Magic, and you're listening to Penny for Your Thoughts, the Orlando Magic UK podcast. Now over to Jarrett, Mikey, and Paul. Kapaya! <laughs> Hey, Magic fans, and uh, welcome to the podcast of the Orlando Magic UK, Penny for Your Thoughts. This is uh, episode number 67. As always, I'm joined by my two very good friends, Garant and Mikey. G, how you doing, my friend? Very well, thank you, mate. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have advanced, so uh, very Absolutely. happy with that. you've got that. a smile. You've got a smile I on have. your face, mate. I have, I have. And you've, you've um, picked your team now, I hear. I did tell you, I'm, uh, I've been drawn to the books for a while due to uh, oh. numerous friends supporting them <laughs> and the vicinity of Orlando. Oh, nothing to do with man. the uh, nothing to do with the recent success, the one year success. Uh, I've had a friend who supported them for well, he had family move out to Orlando in around 2000, and uh, he's been. I've I've heard about them ever since he's been visiting on a regular basis. So I kind of feel drawn to him. And I talk, talk with Kyle about them on a regular basis as well. So uh, I kind, I'm kind of drawn. I won't say I support them, but I will be following them. Well, welcome to the crew. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and Mikey, how are you? Well, if you'd have joined the no dark side, whistles. mate. Hey? <laughs> no errant whistles. No. Mate, if you'd have joined the dark side and be a Raiders fan, it's basically like being a Magic fan. You just... There's just glimmers of hope and then, and then and then followed by a lot of disappointment, which has been the Raiders um, for a long time. So, uh, they, they would have been the perfect team for you, Paul. They would have been the perfect yeah, well, team for you. Mate, I'm uh, I'm thinking I, I was it was either it was either the books or the 49ers, because so again, I've got a friend who has supported oh, them nice. since years years back so again I know all about those that's even worse <laughs> that's <laughs> even worse the <laughs> worst would have been the Saints come on no 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 you'd surely you would have been uh, happy if I'd gone to uh, the uh, was it the Bengal Tigers or whatever they're called the Bengal Tigers <laughs> whatever, whatever they are I don't know <laughs> I didn't watch the Raiders game. What are they called? Bengals. The Bengals. Cincinnati, yeah. Cincinnati Bengals, isn't it? There you go. There you go. They're, they're an up and coming team. They're, they're Dan Savage's team. Shout out to Dan yeah. Savage. But um, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Enough about the NFL. And, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we are joined making his second appearance on the podcast. Hank Taylor, the PA voice of the Lakeland Magic and now twice of the Orlando Magic. Hank, how are you doing? And thanks for coming on, mate. I'm doing well. Thanks again for having me, you guys. Always love getting to hang out with you guys. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good to be here. Good to be here with you guys, for sure. And this is putting you in the mood for tonight, isn't it? Because uh, we are recording this as the Magic play Portland tonight, and you are off to the Amway. I am. I will be. Yeah, shortly after we finish this, I'll be starting to make my way down there. So that'll be, it'll be good. It'll be a good night. Super, mate. Super. Well, let's crack on with the magic news. First of all, I'm going to fly through this. So, first of all, both Freddie Gillespie and Tim Frazier have now left the team at the conclusion of their hardship exemption contracts. Uh, we have seen the return of both Jalen Suggs and Mo Bamba to the stop to the uh, lineup. 
Orlando's injury list remains at Michael Carter-Williams, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Etwan Moore and Wendell Carter Jr. has missed the last few games. All were part of the three-game road trip and we saw them involved in uh, shoot-around in Washington, which was uh, encouraging to see. We've also seen uh, Jeff Weltman and John Hammond receive extensions to their tenure at the helm of the Magic Front Office. That's something that we're going to be talking about at length when we record our next podcast, which is going to be on Thursday evening coming. Uh, we have Kobe Price, the beat writer for the Orlando Sentinel, joining us. And in that episode, we'll also be taking a look at the the future of the Magic Centre position. So it should be an interesting one. Um, moving on to the games, the Magic lost to Detroit, 92-97. We lost to Washington at home, 102-100. We then went up to Washington and lost to, again to the Wizards 106-112. We had the success of the week in Charlotte where we won 116-109. Excellent performance. And then a bit of a dull one where we played uh, Dallas and lost on the road 92-108 to close the road trip out. So let's get into it. Start with the return of Jalen Suggs. What have you seen from him, Mikey, in the two games back as he comes from the bench? Well, first of all, it was great to have him back uh, after, was it 20 games out, you said? Um, he, he's brought a ton of energy. He looks like somebody who's who's dialed in, who's wanted, who's been itching to get out on the floor. Uh, he's bringing a lot of intensity off the bench at the moment. Um and uh, he's been really pesky on, on the defensive end of the ball. Um, he's getting to the rim really well offensively. Um, he's shooting 63% from the field. Um, he's still struggling a little bit from beyond the arc, but I think that's just getting reps and, and getting game time again. And and I I don't know what you guys think. Do we do we expect to see him back in the starting lineup soon? Perhaps they're just easing him back in. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? I think at the minute the, the starting unit is pretty settled. Although the way he's played in the last couple of games, it's going to be hard to argue against him getting a slot. Um, yeah. Gee, Hank, your your opinions but went. You've got the the savior to come back as well, Markel. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, an even bigger problem. Uh, Who do you play of Markel, Cole, Jalen, and Gary Harris has been fantastic, um, as as we've uh, discussed in recent weeks. So, yeah. yeah, it's kind of a good problem to have, right? I mean, you've got all these all these quality guards. I mean, I felt like for the longest time we were stocking up on the big guys and we were really limited at, at guard. So it's kind of a, a good problem to have. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to sort of see. I, I love uh, I love what Jalen has been doing off the bench so far uh, as he's been sort of easing back. Maybe that's a good place for him. Um, but I think Cole also has shown that he can pop up off off the bench, and he he of course has that energy, right? He could come in and, and make an impact um, when you know other guys are slowing down. So it'll be interesting to see you know what Coach Mose does to as you know as we start to get more healthy, how how he uh, how he shakes up the roster. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Hank, I'm going to ask you: Do you believe that the the talk around Jalen's struggles to play in the NBA have been a bit overhyped? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think he's, he's, he's showing that he, uh, you know, was taken where he was taken in the draft for a reason. Uh, he's showing, you know, that he, you know, is excellent and you think, but you can look across the league and see examples of guys who have struggled, um, had, had slower starts, found the rhythm and come back. 
Um, I think about like Brandon Ingram is a good example of that. You know, once you uh, get plugged into the right system and you start to build that chemistry, I mean, you can, you know, you, you can take off. You can think about guys who, you know, maybe have, you know, limited opportunities. Then when they, you know, get handed the reins, have an opportunity to perform, really take advantage of that. I think about Anthony Simons right now for Portland, who's doing that, um, who we'll see tonight. Uh, it'll be, it, it's interesting to see what these guys can do who, you know, maybe have struggled, maybe haven't had as much opportunity when they, you know, get, get the right circumstance, get in the right rhythm, get in the right flow, then they really take off. So I, I think Jalen will be fine. He's so young. Um, he has, you know, the world ahead of him still. He'll, he, he'll be great. Um, I'm not worried about him. Yeah. I've, I've liked seeing him come from the bench, I have to say. I think yeah. he's, he's, the energy he's come back with, he's given a spark to that second unit, which has been where we've been struggling. Yeah. yeah. When gate, we, even, even with the injuries, the, the starting unit has been keeping going and it's been when we've broken that starting unit up that we've seen the struggles. These last two games, and I know that Dallas isn't probably a great example. I don't think there were, there were what three players that managed 16 points in uh, Robin Lopez, um, Mo Wagner and Jalen was one of them. The only other player that made double figures was Cole and he mm. didn't have the greatest of games, let's be fair. Uh, so I know Dallas isn't the best example, but in those two games, I think Jalen's produced a lot of energy and he's given that second unit a spark. Um, the, there's, perhaps him being there has been something that's given Mo Wagner the opportunity to perform in the way, in the way he has done in those two games. I yeah, don't, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think of that. Yeah, I tend to agree. I tend to agree with that. And also, <laughs> some of these, some this leads on quite nicely. Some of these foul calls that Jalen Suggs is getting called on the defensive end are crazy because the kids <laughs> dialed in on that end. Um, but we'll let G take oh, the floor yeah. on that. <laughs> well, yeah, we know what we know what's coming next. I've called it referee inconsistencies this week, G. I thought I'd be. Nice and polite that we're talking about, <laughs> you know, not necessarily bad calls, but we don't seem to be getting well, a lot of consistency in the officiating. Um, and it's not necessarily magic related. Uh, we've all been frustrated at the lack of calls that we've had and certainly at some very soft ones given against us. We talked about it before. We saw Larry Toss for throwing the ball. Have you seen the one last night with Cade Cunningham pointing and celebrating? He got a second. All he did was that point up towards the sky and he got a second technical and really? ejected from the game. Oh yeah. yeah. And it was, it. You, I don't know, you, obviously we don't know if he said something, but there's no audio that I've seen or heard that's picked up on that. And then against us, we had the full gymnastic routine performed by Montrez Harrell on the, on the, on the, on the ring, on the hoop, sorry. And there was absolutely no call about it. So go on G, frustrations. And what would you like to see improved? <laughs> It's just what you said. It's consistency. I want to see the game. All the fans that go to the NBA pay a lot of money. They don't pay money to go to see the officiating. They come to see the yep. best players play. So when you've got some officials that do these ticky-tacky um, technical fouls, get people thrown out the games, uh, it isn't right. It isn't right. And you've mentioned a couple of examples right there, Paul, but... I've got a few more. So, you know, um, <laughs> sit back seems, and relax. 
<laughs> it just seems that some people get away with anything. And I normally wear yellow um, or gold and whatever you want to call it. Um, LeBron James is a prime example for me. Uh, there was a game a couple of games ago. He was screaming at the bench. Um, I'm a blank, blank, blank um, problem. He, he shouted that at the bench. No technical, no nothing. Game just went on. You've already mentioned uh, Montrez Harrell doing the acrobatics. Had that been Mobamba, probably called a technical. Um, it was a case uh, just after Christmas when we played the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, there was talking at free throw line. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Rob Robin Lopez had to tell the guys to be quiet. But there's always talking um, at the line, and the Bucks got to sh- shoot another free throw. Lane violations. I never see them go for us. I always see them go against us. I'm not keeping tab, but you just want to see the games called correctly. You mentioned Kyle Lowry. We don't like the guy, but he tossed the ball, got a technical. It's not what you want to see. Um, I didn't think the game on Saturday against the Hornets, or the Friday against the Hornets was called very well. Uh, there was a particular incident. I think uh, Danielle Scott was talking to Scott Foster for quite a while in the fourth quarter, just trying to get something straightened out. I uh, didn't think that was a great look for the league. Uh, but I get, you know, people make mistakes um, and people do need to learn, you know. So uh, I just want the league to sort of almost bring some sort of players get tech, uh, technical fouls, they get fined. Um, I'd like to see some sort of a league table for officiating. Um, it might s- seem over the top here, but any bad calls they make, they, they you know, it's, it's tallied up on the table. And the bottom so many... You know, I don't say lose their job, but they get relegated to. Gee, there know, won't be any referees left if they did that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the wood, Mikey, because there's no such thing. If you oh, look at that, that, the last two minute report, there's no such thing as a bad call. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. There's always a justification. Yeah. Or what they need to do is find a, another remedy. This challenge that they've introduced the last two years is a good idea, but you've only got one challenge. People keep it in their pocket. They even need to give more challenges and get almost like a fourth official, like they do in the football or soccer, to almost watch the game whilst the game is on. The official can go, oh, you know, was that uh, out of bounds? Was was there, a, you know, uh, contact, etc.? And a fast decision can be made as opposed to, you know, taking two, three minutes to go over to the monitors, etc. Because um, you want the game called properly. And often these games are decided by one or two points. And it's all well and good um, being able to have the last two minutes where you go and review them. But something could happen in the first two minutes. It's not picked up upon. And then, you know, something doesn't go your way. I know it swings and roundabouts, but I do think they need to do something about it. Yeah. Um, just to cut down on, on some of the errors. It's so, been odd though, because you know, I can't remember if we said this last week, your favourite Mark Davis <laughs> went to the mic, didn't he? And he was calling, I think it was a challenge, wasn't it? And he yeah. said, our yeah, challenge was, successful. And at the end of explaining it, he then backtracked and <laughs> did the opposite. Reverse the call. Yeah. Reverse the call for no reason. Um, yeah, gave I mean, a that's full just, explanation as to why it was a successful challenge and then gave the and then gave our opposition the ball. Yeah. And, yeah, and then I you think... Sorry, oh, Mike, go on. And I was going to no, say... Carry on, mate, carry on. We've been... Uh, it has cost us games. I think... Oh, was it... What was the game where we called a timeout with a chance to win the game 
And instead of advancing the ball, oh. we ended up having to take the ball inbounds. It was Houston. Last week, wasn't it? Houston. Houston. It's, it's calls like that that just... I, I, I'm sure we're not the only team to complain about this. It's not like we're blaming no, no. all these losses that's on refereeing said, calls. That's what I said. It's not, it's not it's necessarily magic related. It is across the league. Yeah. I, I mean, I would, I would have been fuming last night to be sat in an arena uh, watching Detroit against Phoenix and to see Kay Cunningham, who is one of the people that you're going to be paying for to go and see. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, we go, we pay to go and see the magic, but I don't, I don't care who you are. You still sit and look at the opposition. I think I really hope that, you know, if it's the Nets, that such and such is playing, or if it's against the books, I want Giannis to be playing. Um, yeah. You know, you want to see these players. You don't want to see them tossed out for no reason. Now, Hank, mm. you were game in, game out with some of the officials that have been involved in some of the more controversial calls because we are seeing one or two brought in from the G League to fill in um, where there's COVID issues around some of the NBA officials. How do you feel about the standards of officiating in the G League? Uh, you know, those those officials work really hard. And, yeah. uh, it's, uh, and you know, you have... I, how we sit in, in the G league, you know, we have fans that sit right behind us. So it's, uh, you, we, we always can hear the fans, you know, given, given the officials, the works, holding them accountable. Uh, but, uh, but these guys, uh, you know, they work really hard. I, I think what G said earlier, I think is a great idea. Give, give, make more challenges available or, um, you know, if you want to have them lose challenges, if you, if you know, they're challenging everything and it's not working out. Um, but I think if you have a successful challenge, you should get to keep, you know, keep that challenge pocket and use it again. Um, I, I, I think that's, I think that's a good idea. Um, and it is interesting. You guys mentioned it too. You do see some instances where, you know, a challenge gets called, they go and review it, they overturn it, but then they end up seeing something else and getting you on something else that they didn't see the first time. So, uh, you know, it, it is kind of interesting. The, uh, the double jeopardy that you can play with these things, you know, you might, you might be right about the thing you uh, initially were challenging, but when they look at it closer, then you see somebody else and it, it all ends up, you know, it all ends up working out, you know, one way or the other in the end. So um, these uh, these guys work uh, really hard, and they really are some of the nicest people. Um, you know, we get a chance to uh, uh, you know work closely with them. Uh, we have like a, our you know our pregame meeting. They're, they're always super helpful with us and all the all the table staff. Um, and, and of course, there are mistakes and, and and you know things happen, but they they work really hard. They're trying to you know make it you know as as uh, as good of a game as possible. Um, and ones in the G League, I, I think, are really trying to get into you know they're they're trying to learn you know control of the game. You see a lot of times, even in the G League, you can see officials that just let the game go you know wildly out of control. You've got players' egos and personalities taken over and you've got stuff flaring up here and there. Um, I think it's really up to the officials to be in control of trying to say, you know, you know, we're going to keep the game moving. We're going to keep it about the game. We're not going to make it personal. We're going to keep things moving. Um, so really that's what I see a lot of the officials in the G league really trying to work on is just being able to, you know, control the whole, you know, all aspects of the game, move everything forward, keep everything professional. And uh, yeah, they, they, they they do a good job. I do sometimes you know scratch my head a little bit at some of the things, but they really are awesome people. Um, and it's, it's just a reminder that you know from where I sit, from what I can see, you know you can only see so much. But uh, you know they've got a little bit of a different perspective, so we're grateful for them. Grateful for what they do. They're hardworking. They're hardworking men and women for sure. 
I've got to ask you, did anybody, when you were doing the Milwaukee Bucks game, did any of the officials walk across to see how many fouls Giannis had got so they didn't call on any? <laughs> Uh, uh. <laughs> no comments. No comment. I'm not no going to put. I'm not putting you in that position, man. You've got a job to do. But we know it happens. No yeah, comment. Paul Fultz has told us it does. It is interesting, though. In at, at at the NBA level, which is something you know we don't have at the G League level, they do have um, you know officials from the replay review center. G talked about having a fourth ref. They have people in at the replay review center who are watching all the games um and uh, at one point during you know this last game that i just did with them in there in the middle of the game and somebody taps you on the shoulder hands you a little slip of paper and they're like hey this is from the replay center next dead ball you know we need this announced and they had ruled uh, a chris middleton you know a Chris Middleton field goal where, you know, it was questionable if it was a two or a three, they called it a two initially. And the, during the course of the game, hand you a slip of paper where they looked at it at the replay review center and determined it was a three. And so they're like, Hey, I'm the next dead ball. You know, we're going to announce this. They'll update the score. We'll move on. And that's, that's how that goes. So they do have more than just the three, you know, the three guys who are, you know, paying attention to all of I do the think aspects of the game. I do think the Secaucus, uh reviewing of those, tight calls is a really good thing I do like that I do mm-hmm. like that yeah so guys we the two defeats against Washington marked the halfway point of our season um, our record is what eight wins 36 losses um, we are last in the Eastern Conference we have the worst record in the NBA last 10 games we've won just one game uh, two wins of uh, 17 played at home and six wins of 27 on the road What are the positives of this season so far? I'm going to come to you first, Hank. Any anything for you that's really stood out as a as a, po- a big positive for the Magic? Yeah, the big one, Franz Wagner. Love what Franz has been able to do. Love how he contributes. Love just how um, how NBA ready his skill set is. Um, he's really he's really I think shown you know uh, why you know the Magic were high on him. Uh, even when, you know, at the time, lots of, you know, folks, f- folks were saying, you know, why would we go for Franz when there was XYZ available? Uh, but I think he's showing now why he's a, why he's a great pick him getting, you know, rookie of the rookie of the month honors last month, I think is a huge, you know, o- opportunity for us and a nice spotlight um, for us to have. Um, but also, you know, you, you had, you had him on uh, a couple episodes ago, have an admiral, you know, earn, have a chance to, you know, earn his way no. spot. Um, I, I think he is, uh, I think, I think he's an excellent contributor. I think he's shown that, you know, he, uh, he, he definitely has a very well-rounded skill set. and certainly he's developing, but he's showing, you know, why he is, you know, playing at this level, why he, you know, was deserving of a two-way spot. Um, you know, when, when the magic needed him, he came up, you know, was contributing at a high level. Uh, and showed, you know, hey, like I'm, you know, I'm here. Give, give me more opportunity. We'll make the most of that. Um, so him getting, being able to earn that, I think has been good too. So it, there's still a lot left to go. I, I know we just passed the halfway mark, but there's still so much that can happen with the trade deadline around the corner and, um, you know, the, the end of the season and, and all that. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. But uh, for me, Franz and, and Admiral are, are my two bright spots so far. Mikey, what, what for you? Um, 
there's a lot to be fair. I mean, if you take if you take the record out of it, I mean, you've got you've t- you've got the leap that that Cole Anthony's yeah, made this yeah. season from from last year. Um, you've got players at like RJ Hampton who over the last month, six weeks, has started to elevate his game off the bench. I think it's, I don't want to single anybody out in particular, but I feel like players are starting to emerge that you can see who we can begin to build with. And you've got things like, you think how well that starting unit played together at the beginning of the season. They were one of the the more productive starting lineups in the league. Um, So you've got players like Wendell, who's been really solid. Like I said, Hank's already talked about uh, Franz. Like I said, Cole's been emerging as a leader for for this young team and then you've got these players still to come back yet which I'm going to let G talk about that because I know he's going to want to talk about the saviour but yeah there's <laughs> loads there's loads to talk about there's loads there's loads of positives to take and we've still got another half of the season to, to watch this team continue to develop and you think we've got all these home games upcoming for the second half of the season we might be able to develop a little bit more uh, continuity if we can get these players back on the floor and starting to develop a bit of a a bit of a unit with all of the, these guys put together G go on mate what's, yeah. what's, what's been the big thing for you uh, there's a lot there is yeah. a lot there is like, I think like there you is said, you forget the record I know. I'm not bothered about the record yeah because end of the day we're on to get a good pick this summer potentially see how it goes um, Cole Anthony's emergence, you know, um, raising his his game uh, as a leader, as Mikey's just said, scoring 19 points a game now. He was at 12 last year. Uh, he's a guy who wants the ball at clutch time. Um, so when you get all these players back, um, you've got draft capital. Um, Hanks mentioned about Franz Wagner. Um, you know, who thought we'd be getting a 15 point per game? Um, yeah guy who could do absolutely everything. He can shoot the ball well. He's great defensively. He cuts. He slashes. He's in the right place. Um, some of his moves drive into the basket. The one against Dallas, he just... I don't know how what he did. He just, just took one step and he was able to weave in between three defenders and finish at the rim. Um, we haven't had anything like that. So props must be given to the front office um, on on hitting with, with these draft picks, Jalen Suggs, we've mentioned earlier, he's just coming back now. He looks very good defensively. Um, but what else has impressed me is his never say die attitude. Um, the record we, we've just said, forget the record. We've had very close games. I've written a few down here. Um, we've lost to at Brooklyn by two, at Philly by three, at Boston in overtime by five. We should have won that one at Chicago by four, against Washington at home by two, at Washington by six. So there's six games there that you took in Jonathan Isaac or, or the saviour Markel Fultz. Um, it's a couple of possessions. But, you know, it's a, it's a bounce of a ball. Um, and it looks very different. Very, very different. So, no, I, I'm very optimistic about the future. Um, and, you know, this season... Whilst we might might not make the playoffs, very good de- uh, as a developmental season, um, and you know we're just next season. It's all about next season. For me, I, I love the way that this this whole team, um, be they 
guys coming who've been given opportunity like Admiral, who've come through in adversity, whether it's the young core of RJ, Jalen, Cole, Wendell, you know, we I don't need to name them all. Uh, or whether it's the veterans, how they have bought in to the attitude and um, style of play of Jamal Mosley. He he has that team working as a unit together. There is a belief that they are working towards something more. Um, and I think what what the coach has brought is incredible. Um, you know, I think I think Steve Clifford did a great job in taking us from where we were adrift to getting us two playoff appearances and the situation evolved that the club decided to press the reset button. So, you know, I understand why, why Cliff went. And to bring Jamal in and what he's done player development-wise already in through such adversity, I think it's been an incredible job. Like you say, G, the stats, I, I, I read the record just as devil's advocate because I don't think it's actually relevant to the season that we've had so far. I think that we have been far more competitive um, and harder to beat than our record would suggest, than our defensive position would suggest of 24th in the league. And I think there's been some real positives defensive-wise. Um, there's some, there's, I, I, you know, I look through stats now and then, there are some stats where we are really, really solid as far as NBA play goes. Um, and I just think that where we are, we've had this road-heavy schedule to start with. We now get time to play in the second half of the season, extended periods at home. We get extended periods of practice as a team. And I think as players come back, we start to see that second half of the schedule really, really benefit us um, because of the growth that they've had and the opportunity that they've had through the adversity of that first half of the season. I think we're in a, a brilliant position. I really do. And there's, there's another positive yeah. as well. That, that, on, little hook, that little hook shot. Oh, mate. You've got to love <laughs> Rola, haven't you? You've got to love it. Yeah, do you know what's funny, right? weapon. Do you know what's funny though is we've got a couple of vets on this thing. and look we know we're building for the future it's not like G said we're looking ahead to next year as well but there's vets on this team that you want to stick around like Gary Harris is coming into his own again now like Robin Lopez has his role on this team and they're perfect players for me that work really well with this young group and like we've already touched on you guys have already said it like everybody's pulling for one another, no matter who's on the floor, who's maybe somebody's taking somebody else's spot or maybe somebody's getting more minutes. Everybody's out there for each other. And uh, yeah, like you said, credit to the coaching staff for that. Thank, I know we've, we've spoke about this, but I'd be interested to get your perspective. What would you do come trade deadline? Are you happy to see us move people or would you rather just stick and see what we've got once this core of players who have been absent comes back in and we see what, what they're like together. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what we've got. I, I, don't, I don't think we've had a, a really great opportunity to really evaluate that. Um, so being able to really take inventory on what it is that we've got 
you know, what works, what doesn't, then I think you could make a determination about, you know, here's, here's where we see a hole. Who can we target to try to go get, or who can we try to target in the draft? Um, so I, I, yeah, it, to me, it wouldn't surprise me to see them, you know, hold, hold Pat at the trade deadline. Um, I, of course, I think if you get the deal of a lifetime, you know, I, I, yep. I you got to look at, you know, you got to, you got to take the calls, but it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I, I think this group will, will want to hold firm. I think we'll be, I think we'll be pretty quiet. Um, we'll just focus on trying to get guys healthy, get guys back, see the kind of product that we've got on the floor. Um, then maybe in the summer we'll be more active about as far as trying to, you know, fill any gaps, you know, uh, address some of the, address some of the needs. Um, but I, I think it's what, what you guys said. I, I think we're still trying to figure out what those needs are when, until we get everybody back. It's hard to tell. So, Hank, as we said earlier, you are off to the Amway tonight and we are not at all jealous, let me tell you, uh, <laughs> for the Magic Portland game. Um, where are you sitting, mate? What's, what's, what's your game seats? Uh, 111A, uh, which is uh, like mid-level. It's not, it's not the twos, it's not lower bowl, but it's like in the middle. It's like on the same uh, level as like club level. But on the base, like on the baseline. Yep, yep. Okay, mate. We expect to hear you shouting loud and proud because we can't be there to do that. So you've <laughs> got to make yourself heard, my friend. You know, I probably am. I'm a loud person, I'm told. So. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How tempted are you going to be to do the announcements to do what you do? It is, it, I, you know, I. Every time I go to any sort of, I mean, the Magic in particular, but really any, I, I, I mean, I love to go to games, you know, I love getting a chance to, I don't get a chance to go as a spectator much. I usually work, but when I do get to go as a spectator, um, there is just like a, uh, there is just like a reverence I have for the, for the, you know, the presentation as a whole. Um, you know, I, I love to, I love to be one of those guys who's, there in a seat as early as possible, just because I love all the pre like everything that happens in pregame, getting a chance to watch, you know, warm ups, uh, all, all that stuff is really great. Um, but also starting lineups. I mean, we, you, you've had Paul, um, Paul does, you know, an amazing job of that. To me, that's like, when I think about what I do, that's like the, that's like the, the keystone moment. Um, so I always like to try to be dialed in and like, very reverent and respectful of that time because that's uh, that's a big moment. Um, that's when, that's when, you know, things get started. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, I, 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 whenever I do go with people, I, they do, you know, you know, say maybe, you know, are, are you going to be, are you going to be shouting and you screaming the whole time? Like you do when you work, I'm like, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm glad for a night off. I'm glad I get to just watch. Well, if you come with us when we're over in October, November, you'll blend in screaming. <laughs> oh, Mikey, let me tell you, Mikey injures himself. He gets that hyped. When we all go, I'm, I'm there for sure. I'm there. Good man. Good man. Mikey, tell your story. Tell Hank no, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you tell it. Cause you, you can tell the story. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> when we were at the playoffs, um, <laughs> was it, game, it was game, was it game, game four? three. Game one. Game, no, three, game three. Game three. Game three. Yeah. <laughs> the adrenaline's pumping. Mikey's had a the beer's pumping of, as well. Of, the beer's pumping. Yeah. lights. And uh, I had to carry him home. No, you didn't. <laughs> Don't give me that. <laughs> <laughs> Next day when we see Mikey, he's like, oh, 
chest really hurt because he's been going like this, constantly banging his chest. Chest bumping, everybody. He has physically <laughs> bruised himself across the entire left uh, left side of his chest from beating his chest like, like some like demented a gorilla. Tarzan. <laughs> gorilla style. Yeah. Yeah, you know, my hand as well from all the high fives we were doing. <laughs> I thought I was just from squeezing it, holding it because he was nervous. I, I just get a little bit excited. All right, right. Looks like I get just, that too. I, I do a for a good chest chest pound every once in a while. And you managed to lose your voice, didn't you, Mikey? I didn't have a voice the next day, did I? Completely, completely ruined it, and it just about come back. Made the trip four. that far. Yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> What's, what's the point in going to a game and being quiet and sitting on your hands? Absolutely. You know I mean? Loud and proud, mate. That's what we always say, loud and proud. Yeah, yeah. Set the tone. <laughs> it's those fans that when, I work, that when I'm working, those are the fans I appreciate. Like, it's, uh, for me, it's a lot of, you know, I feed off, feed off energy in the room. Uh, even in Lakeland, um, it, it's like that. So when, when people are feeling it, I'm feeling it. I think we feed off each other. So it, uh, so it definitely helps. I, I love loud and proud fans. That's for sure. Excellent. And so you, you've just mentioned that your pre, I guess your pregame tip would be to get in early and uh, to enjoy the experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love to try to get in, you know, as, as early as possible, um, especially on a day like today where you're not coming from work or anything else. We have a day off. So I'm um, trying to get down there. Uh, you get a chance to walk around, check out the team shop, just, you know, be in the arena. Um, that's, you know, all that stuff is fun. Get to your seats, scope that out, um, make sure everything is good. Um, scope out where, you know, where you're going to try to move up once the, once the game starts and you get through the first quarter and people don't show up, uh, <laughs> 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 to figure out where you're going to move up to. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's always fun, but yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big, I'm a big get there early guy. There is a lot of, you know, pageantry and a lot of, you know, stuff that happens in the pregame. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and so, yeah, just, I'll take it all in. I mean, you pay good money for a ticket. You might as well try to enjoy you know, the whole the whole experience that you've been afforded. Walk around That's the cool. concourse, slap some people in the face, hype them up, beat your chest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what can I say? What can I say? Anyway, Hank, we had we said we touched it on earlier. We had uh, Admiral Schofield on the podcast a few weeks ago, who's uh, now signed a two way deal with the Magic. Um, first first part, how happy you'd see some of the Lakeland players getting their opportunity in the NBA. And second part, are there any players play for Lakeland? Because we don't get the chance to watch them very often, apart from the old highlights. Is there any Lakeland players you feel are on the verge who might get that opportunity? Is there anybody you you would keep your eye on that might yeah. get that next shot? Well, first off, Admiral, I, I, you know, super happy for him. I think he's, I think he just showed. Um, he's been, he's been in the, he's been in the G league for a while. He's, he's, he's been a couple of different places. Um, so he, I think has uh, great, great composure. Um, he, he, he understands the business. He, he knows what, what people are going through at this level, where, where they're trying to go, what they're trying to do. So I think, you know, when he gets an opportunity to, you know, get called up on a 10 day, he under he understands, you know, Hey, this is, you know, I'm, I'm not just, you know, I'm not just thinking 10, 10 days at a time. I got to think about, you know, how to, how can I maximize this? How can I, you know, show, show what I can do, turn that into a two way. So I think he's been, 
uh, you know, super happy for him. So deserving anybody there, uh, you know, out, out of all the guys there, I think he has just, you know, one of the best attitudes he's there working hard. And I think for some of the guys who are there who are younger, um, look to him, look to his effort as an example to say, you know, this is, you know, what it's like to be, you know, successful, uh, and, and perform well, uh, at the G league level, which is, which, which is very challenging. So, um, guys to look out for, um, I mean, Devin Kennedy, I feel like is very close to coming back. Uh, very close. Um, he, you know, he, he's, you know, putting some shots up in the pregame. So, uh, so he's, uh, so, so he, I feel like is getting close. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward for him to get back, but, uh, another Lakeland guy to look out for Jeremiah Tillman Jr. He uh, is one of the guys who has the size. Some of the guys, you know, who come through there, um, you're like, you, you know, you'd be really good if you were just a, a couple inches taller. He's got the size he's. And so he's putting, he's putting together some really good games. Um, he plays really well uh, in the paint. Um, he's, he, he's very explosive, very athletic. So he can, uh, so, so he can definitely have some, have some highlight real moments. Um, he's definitely putting together, uh, put, putting together a good campaign. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what, what he does. I think he's still so green, so raw. Um, but as he just continues to, to, to develop as, you know, coach Joe, give him, gives him more minutes, gives him more opportunity. Um, I, I think he's just going to continue to trend upwards. We've seen him improve already this year. Um, I think he's, I think he's still got an awesome upward traje- trajectory. Awesome. Thanks for the tip there, uh, Hank. The Obviously, Lakeland are auctioning off the Orlando-style jerseys at the moment. There's like 24 hours left on it, so I might have a look what the Tillman Jr. one's going for. So, uh, appreciate that tip. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, since we've spoken last, you've got a, a little bit of extra bling, I hear. I do, so, I do. So, uh, have you got it on? I don't have it on. Uh, I can go get it, though. I can go get it. You want me to go get it? Yeah, go for it. Go on. Go for it. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Got a little case. This stays on my bedside table. I check on it every day, so I make sure that it's still good. Um, So, yeah, this is is the case here. Um, It's kind of hard to see, but it does have uh, the logos and stuff for the team. And the G League on there. It does have my name on there too. And you open it up, get a little light in there. So yeah, look nice. at that. Oh, look at that. Nice. That's Sweet. quality, Thanks. man. Yeah. This thing is uh I'll give you the quick tour. So you've got uh on here, you can see you've got the team logo, G League yeah. camps on the face here. All these diamonds and stuff on here are cool. On this side, it's got the the league logo and the team name. <clears throat> on this side, mine last. Oh, year. look at that! Nice. Awesome. The that year. Awesome, man. And then it's kind of hard to see, but you see the trophy there, and it's yeah. got another stone there at the top that's blue. It's like yep. a very light blue. It's kind of hard to see. And then um. On the inside, oh, oh, wow. the first ever, and it shows the scores of those three playoff games that they uh, played to win. That's that is amazing. Uh, that is then, uh, yeah, sits on there like that. 
Wow. That is fantastic. So, so tell us, what was it like receiving the championship ring from Lakeland um, and being on the microphone for, for that, you know, uh, ceremony? <laughs> and... Yeah, that was, that was a surreal moment. That was a surreal moment. Uh, it was, uh, that whole opening weekend was, uh, you know, raising the banner. You guys have the banners there um, uh, in, in the background. Um, they look just like that. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so getting a chance to do that and, um, and to have, you know, the ring ceremony, um, you know, that's, that's a good moment. You've got a lot of eyes on that. You know, we had the G League commissioner who, who came into town for that. Um, getting a chance to give out rings. That was really fun. I've never done a ring ceremony before, but that was uh, fun to explore, you know, putting that together, what that looks like, what that sounded like. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, that was a good time. So for the players and the coaches, you know, to get it was awesome. And then, you know, they gave me my after the game. Um, I was a little busy during the ring ceremony. So uh, <laughs> I think it afterwards, um, which was which was really nice. Uh, you know, those guys there um, in the front office, the staff, um, they're 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 like family to me. I appreciate them. So it was nice to be able to, you know, once the crowds had settled. Uh, and, and gone. We walked over to their corporate office, which is attached there to the RP funding center where they play. Um, and we just had, you know, our own little moment um, with, you know, me uh, and a couple others who were getting it uh, with the staff, which was really special. So I'll remember that for sure. Um, yeah. Those guys, the, the whole, uh, the whole staff there, um, you know, means a lot to me there. I, I consider them, you know, like friends and family, um, and they have had a lot of turnover and stuff too, because of COVID and the league shutting down. Um, so those that, that are still there, I think about Hans, the, the team president, um, Owen, who works with him. Um, a, a lot of those guys, Tunji, who's in, who's in charge of the front office. Um, all those guys, uh, you know, have believed in me and mean a lot to me. So to be able to celebrate that with them, um, and have it be, you know, sort of our, sort of our own moment. That was, that was special. That was really cool. That's brilliant. That's so what, um, tell me, so obviously, you know, there's roster changes. What happens to players that who would have won it last year with you who are on different teams? Do they get their ring on, you know, uh, when they come to the, uh, you know, to play Lakeland or how does it work? Um, yeah, they already actually, I, I'm, I can't remember who it is now, uh, but they took, they took a ring with them on the road to when they played uh, in Memphis, I think the Hustle. Um, I can't remember who it was that was there, uh, but someone is there um, and they took the ring to them and, and gave it to them, g gave it to them there. So um, the, the G League is obviously really has really limited travel this year, too, which is another you know aspect of that. They play a lot of, you know, back to backs, um, you know, against the same opponent just to sort of limit the travel, limit the exposure. Um, so you don't you know take as many take as many road trips as you used to. Um, uh, and, and road trips that you do take are busy. You know, you're playing, you're playing back-to-back -back nights and, you know, going from one place to the next. So, um, yeah, they're, they're making sure that everybody who was involved, everyone who's entitled to one is getting one. Um, whether they come here, whether they go there, uh, everyone that uh, is, has earned one uh, is, is going to get theirs. Awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, mate, since uh, you were last with us on the podcast, you have twice filled in for Paul Porter. The the hard work you've been putting in with Lakeland has rewarded you with uh, the opportunities in the Amway Centre. So, 
you had the Boston Celtics last season and December the 30th, I think it was, the Milwaukee Bucks game. Tell us, mate, what's the NBA experience like? Oh, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I was talking about this uh, with somebody recently. Um, it's, it's, it's just another, it's just another level, another level of energy. Um, it's, it, it's so fun. And, uh, this, this last time getting a chance to do, you know, a, a mostly sold out crowd back in May when I was doing it, everything was, you know, still very limited. They were doing limited in-person seating. Um, but to do one where, you know, it's the reigning champs coming to town. It's, it's a, it's a full crowd. Um, it's, uh, that's just that, that's just another level of fun. Uh, but you know, doing the, doing the Lakeland games really prepare, uh, really, I feel like prepared me, um, for what to expect there as far as the format and, and, and the types of stuff that we're doing, it's all very similar. Um, so I, I was felt like I was able to very much like plug right in, feel like I, I, I knew what I was doing, feel like I knew where I was at. Um, and, and felt very prepared. The thing, the biggest difference is pace. Everything in, in, at the NBA level is so much faster. Um, as far as like the pace of play, um, you, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a, a lot faster from, you know, I, I have a lot of, you know, longer drawn out calls. you got to keep those short up so that you're, you know, you can, you know, keep up with everything that's going on. So you don't get behind. Uh, but it, it definitely is just a lot faster, more exciting, uh, is, is the trade-off. You know, you have a lot of really exciting plays, a, a lot of good, a lot of good energy and, and those big moments, you know, really get, you know, you, you really feel those moments, like the energy and the excitement that's there uh, is, is really fun. It, it definitely is. It definitely is fast, uh, but it's, but it's so fun. So fun great opportunity and uh, I'm you know, grateful for, again, there's lots of people who have come from, you know, the, the Lakeland team who are there in, in Orlando. Now I think about former Lakeland president, Shelly Welks, who's, who's there um, overall, the presentation, Anthony Parker, who was the GM is up there working with John and Jeff in the front office. So, um, you know, it's, it's all comes back to those folks who believe in me, give me those opportunities um, I wouldn't be able to do that kind of stuff without them. So um, it, it's it's an honor to get a chance to not only represent those guys um, and, and how they believe in in me and, and where we come from, Lakeland. We're, we're very proud of that. Uh, but just to represent the organization as a whole um, is a big deal. It's a big deal to get behind the mic and you know represent you know all of those fans, all of you know that whole organization uh, is 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 a big deal. Something you don't take lightly. And uh, so to get that opportunity to, to, you know, sit there, have that seat, have that moment, um, put on, put on the best show. Uh, it was really exciting. Yeah, I'll be honest, Hank. How many, yeah. t- how, how much practice did you have for Yanis' surname before that came? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because his brothers have played in Costas and uh, Giannis too. Yeah. I both yeah. played in the G League. So um, it's, it's not a name that if you're, if you announce in the G league, it's not a name that you're you know unfamiliar with, but did practice it a couple of times in the shower to be sure. <laughs> <laughs> did you get all the fist pumps from the team as, as before the game and all that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, at the, uh, yeah, at the, uh, at the, at the NBA level, they, they do that. You know, the, you have certain guys who will come down the, the table, try to hit get as many people as they can. Uh, so, so that's always a cool moment. It, it, it's a cool moment. Getting to see Giannis too. I mean, he's, uh, I mean, he's just an, an incredible talent. 
Um, yeah. So to be able to see him, you know, per- perform up close, uh, what was, was definitely cool to see. Um, but, uh, but Wendell did put him on a poster that night. Let's not forget. That was a, yeah. uh, that was a great moment. That was a great moment. <laughs> well, we, as always, we're going to do, our, we're going to do our predictions for the week. We've, uh, last week, Mikey, kudos to you because you predicted one and four. And that's exactly what the Magic did. I know we shouldn't be celebrating only going one and four, but uh, there we go. Gee, you and I went two and three, a little too optimistic it would appear, but uh, not to worry. So, current standings, Mikey is clearly in the lead now by seven to five. Gee, you're you're next, six to five, and I'm, as always, wooden spoon position with five and six on the prediction. So, the week ahead, we're recording this, as we say, on the Monday, the 17th of January. Uh, we next plan to be recording on Thursday, the 20th. And between now and then, we have two games. Uh, there's Portland tonight, which we are at home for. And then we take on the Philadelphia 76ers on the road. So, I'm not going to run through. I've said, uh, you've got all the stats in front of you. I'm not going to run through for everybody what's uh This what's is a lot there. of them. <laughs> right, yeah, I, I, you know me. I like to be prepared. Uh, but yeah, to, absolutely. But for tonight, for tonight um, CJ McCollum is expected back. They're still without Damien Lillard. Norman Powell's are uh, questionable. So where are we going? Let's go with uh, Mikey. We'll drop you first this week. Oh, um, well, you are first. You've got to be first, haven't you? Yeah, all right. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to go one and one. Uh, we gonna, we're going to beat the Blazers tonight because Hank's there. So, uh, He's going to be our good luck charm. So, yeah, I think we'll ble- beat the Blazers. Um, I feel like Cole Anthony's due a big game. He's had a couple of games where he's been a little bit quieter than than we've seen of him earlier on in the season. So I'm expecting a bit of a, a breakout game for Cole um, at the point guard position. Um, Suggs is going to carry on. And, and even, even Franz was quiet the other night when we played Dallas. So... Um, I'm expecting a big night from from the two of them. Um, Philly, uh, they're starting to they're starting to click, aren't they? Now, what was it mm. nine of the last ten they've won? Um, yeah. Joel Embiid's playing like an absolute monster at the moment. So I just feel without Wendell playing at the moment, um, I'm not sure when Wendell's due to be back. Is there any update on that, Paul? Sorry, I there's no update, mate. No, nothing. there's no update, Paul. It's, um, it's just that he is. Uh, he, he had been day to day. It then went down to questionable, and right. he's now just listed on ESPN out. out. So uh, it's clearly perhaps a little bit more than than they originally hoped. Yeah, I, I think Lopez Lopez can can help slow him down with his with his experience that he's got. But I feel like Mo's just going to get shoved around playing against Embiid, who. I've been a bit disappointed with Mo, I'll be honest, but I'm not going to get into that. Don't you think he's uh, got Mo Wagner's name written all over it? Up against possibly. He, he might help He might help Embiid get thrown out of the game, possibly, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see. You've he got likes... to have that irritant. That's, Mate, that's what absolutely. the boy is. Absolutely. He's that wasp in the summer buzzing around you. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So yeah, I'm going to go one on one. We're going to uh, beat the Blazers tonight. And I said this last week, we're due a home win. Um, I'm going to stick with that tonight. Hank, I'm going to take. Thoughts, the, I'm going to take the same as Mikey. One and one. I think we'll get it tonight. I think the. I think uh, Philly is a tough challenge. Joel Embiid uh, absolutely uh, playing out of his mind right now. 
Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I, I like I like where Mikey's at. I like one and one. Graham, what are you doing, man? Yeah, where, where are you going? I was, I'm going one and one as well. I was hoping Mikey would have oh, said this is going to be really boring this week, isn't it? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, I'm I now feel put like in a position that I've got to do something different. <laughs> you, you don't I knew have to, I should have gone you first. Have, yeah. You don't have to. Um, yeah, one and one, um, exactly like what the boys have said. I think we'll beat the Blazers. I think we're playing a, a lot better with Jalen Suggs back. Um, obviously, Wendell's a, a big miss. Um, then you move on to Philadelphia. Um, Mo Bamba does play quite well against Joel Embiid because I think they're quite pally and um, he, he's blocked him a couple of times, but Joel will get his, uh, you know, points so yeah um beat the blazers and uh probably just come up short against the sixers but friday's the one we want friday's the one we want we'll talk about that on thursday i was gonna say that we're not talking about that yet but we we know we know where you want to win we know g we know we want to beat that yellow team i'm <laughs> hey, um, i do believe it's going to be one on one um I know that we haven't beaten Portland for nine games, that we haven't won in the in the Amway Centre since 2015. Um, their 2015? Road form, yeah. Oh, against, against Portland. Sorry, I thought you meant... No, against Portland. Against Portland. <laughs> it, December the 18th, 2015, is the last time that Orlando won in the Amway Centre. That's... It's a, it's a run. It's a run that we've been on against them that they, they've they had our number. But I just feel that tonight could be our opportunity. I agree with Mikey. I don't think Franz is going to have another quiet night. I don't think that Gary Harris will have another quiet night. I don't think that Terence Ross can be um, ineffectual again. And I don't think that Cole Anthony can, particularly when you consider that they have the worst defensive statistics in the league. Uh, I know that the game... CJ McCollum back and the guys to start. Anthony Simons has been playing some superb basketball. Um, but I just think tonight that's we've got the win on this one. Um, Philly, since we last played them, they have had such an impressive input, improvement in their defensive statistics. It's it's incredible um, how they have improved. And I unfortunately can't see anything but a loss there. Um yeah, so I'm going one on one as well. How boring was that? I can't believe we've all done the same. <laughs> Incredible, ridiculous. So, before we finish, quick affiliate plug um, support today's episode and visit NBA Store Europe official or Fanatics using our affiliate link in the description of the podcast. Shop the latest NBA gear and Orlando Magic merchandise, including jerseys, shorts, and t shirts available for international delivery also. Fanatics carry the NFL also, so make sure you're kitted out for the playoffs. Obviously, Mikey, that doesn't include you. Um, That's outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> that is outrageous. Hey, we still made the playoffs, all right? We just didn't Who's last very team? long. Hank, who's team is? Who's your team, Hank? But for for football? Yeah. The Dolphins. So, uh, so yeah. So, yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> I'll take the um, Dolphins over the Bucks. Hank, you don't want to be a bandwagon like this pair, do you, hey? <laughs> no, I, it's... Uh, I'm following, not supporting. There's... Uh, my, 98. 
98, my friend. My uh, my great grandmother actually worked for the Dolphins. Uh, okay. Before I was born, um, she worked for them during their Super Bowl, the perfect Super Bowl season. Um, so it's a little bit of a family history for me. Um, my girlfriend, shout out to Tiffany. She roots for the Steelers, though. So she was having a rough night last night. She was having a rough night. Yeah, can believe. Can believe. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> coming back to the to our unashamed plug if you are shopping on, on either Fanatics or NBA Store Europe please uh, use the Magic UK 10 discount code uh, at the end for your order um, there may be some better discounts available on the website um, and some exclusions do apply uh, you can find all the links through the website or on the description of this podcast. So as always, thank you for watching or listening. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast and hit the notification button so as not to miss any future episodes. Make sure to visit the website, orlandomagicuk.com. Uh, all the latest news, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We're all over them at Orlando Magic UK. And all the links will be featured again in the podcast description. Hank, thank you so much for coming on man it's been brilliant to catch up with you enjoy the Portland game tonight thank you for having me you don't have a whole lot of two-timers do you no you're in the you're in the <laughs> no. exclusive club man you're in the exclusive club I like that I like that that's good <laughs> and, and to be fair we could say you've been on four times because you've done the the draft night and um, draft lottery with us as well you came on then yeah that's true that you, was you a good part, time. Watch party weathers. yeah that was a fun night that was a fun night for sure so yeah, man, as I say, thank you so much. We've really enjoyed your company as always. So until next time, from Mikey, Garant and myself, go magic. <laughs>